0: Does this sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning.
1: They already took your
0: free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom freedom, or personal choice.
2: Number one bullshit guy. He do the
1: wee-woo-wee-woo.
0: And the average, everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people.
2: Good evening and welcome to another episode, the evening edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Jake Frejo, joined with Mr. Producer on the producer cam, Apollo. Yes,
3: I am Apollo. Welcome to the producer cam. You get to see inside my lair.
2: He's actually in a box. We don't let him out. We just slip him food under the door.
3: It's um, a nice cage.
2: We, we also are joined by a, a another uh, very special guest, uh, Todd Wood from uh, Creative Destruction Media. He has made it back across the pond from Ukraine. Uh, happy to hear that he survived out there. Um, you have him on, Mr. Producer?
3: Yeah, and before we do that, I'm just going to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. And you actually have one in there with you, I don't do. you? All so I'm going to let it people they one won't see stop that.
2: sending us cigars. So, it's we're horrible. not complaining, but, you know. No, I'm telling please stop right now. So, here's the box set. Uh, you get six different presidents in it. And uh, with the coupon code Liberty, uh, the audience gets a discount of 17.76%. And, Mr. Produce, you want to run through uh, the famous fellows you, you have in the set? Yes.
3: Yeah, so, uh, with the Liberty cigars, uh, it's the. Uh, the Founder Series, or the President Series, I'm sorry, in honor of the President that we do not have in the White House. Um, and with the, with the President Series, or the Early Republic Series, I'm sorry, I'm butchering that, you get a George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, John, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar. The boxes are all manufactured here in the United States. Uh, the packaging is absolutely brilliant, as you've seen a few times on this show. John Adams is an amazing patriot. That is actually his name, uh, and he's a great, uh, great, great guy. He's a history savant. He's he's a brilliant guy, and the, the attention to detail with these products, uh, with these cigars, is just phenomenal. They smoke really great. So go over to LibertyCigars.com uh, and use promo code LIBERTY. You'll get 17.76% off. Joe's,
2: uh, uh, Joe's yelling at us in the comments to put his cigars back.
3: Okay. We won't. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. It's April Fool's Day. Uh, but we do have a special guest, so uh, without further ado, let's bring him on. We have El Todd Wood of CD Media. Welcome to the show. How are you, Todd? Hey, Todd. Guys,
0: thanks for having me back. One of my uh, favorite shows. I appreciate it. Oh, that's
2: a, that's
3: great to hear. That's a great compliment because you do some some pretty bad stuff, uh, mm-hmm. huh. and I know you've had you've had quite an interesting uh, year. I guess we'll put it. When did you get back?
0: Uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so it's. Been back on the, in the States for a while, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, I guess we could have stayed in Kiev, but we'd have been almost encircled and it just didn't seem to be the right decision. So uh, we left out through Western Ukraine to Venezia and down to Moldova, Romania, and then back to the U.S. Dodging right. cruise missiles the whole time. Any plans of going back or are you uh, on you <laughs> vacation? Uh, yeah. Um, I've got a group of journalists. We're talking about uh, when the hostilities end, going back and doing kind of a, a tour around the cities and reporting as to what's been going on. And, we, you know, we've been involved in the country for since 2015, really 2014. And so we have a lot of friends over there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the story's not going to end for us. We run an, a website in Eastern Europe, so we'll be there for the foreseeable future.
2: So interestingly enough, you say that you've been involved uh, in the country since 2015. Uh, this, is, this is where I, I reached out to Apollo and I said, hey, look, let's, let's circle the wagons on this. Uh, because we also found out that there's another family uh, that's been involved in that country uh, from that t- same time frame. Actually, 2014, 2015 really started getting traction in there. And uh, that family I'm, I'm uh, referencing is actually uh, the Bidens. So uh, when when you were over there, did you did you encounter anything that might um, raise some red flags as to the current situation and how the media is selling it to us versus the reality that is? Because we'll get into the uh, the side of it that I've been seeing um, with some of the emails that I've gone through, and then from what you were seeing
0: over there. Uh, yeah. So we have a network on the ground of reporters and people that we deal with, and. Uh, you know, after the Maidan revolution in in 14, the city was destroyed and and we were building contacts and we ran into a group of really, you could call them Ukrainian deplorables. They just want their country back from the Soros state capture that is uh, rampant inside Ukraine. So we started reporting really in 2019. There's probably a hundred articles on our investigation section on cdm.press that you can go through and find all of the information we found out about the Biden crime family, uh, and it wasn't just the Bidens, it was the Clintons. Uh, it was the corrupt national security establishment and the FBI, CIA, State Department, who all testified against Trump in the you know, impeachment trials. So th- what they were doing in Ukraine is, is, is what people are finding out now, is that they were using the country, since it was really a wild, wild west, kind of anarchic situation, to do things they could not do in the US like run information operations against Bernie Sanders and then Donald Trump when he got elected, like developing bioweapons, like laundering huge sums of money offshore of American aid, like taking massive payments from corrupt organized crime gangsters running gas companies that are siphoning money from the Ukrainian people. So uh, yes, there's a whole lot that went on and the, 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 what people need to know is the biological labs Yes, they are there, and yes, that was part of something bigger, but it was a tool to, I think, the Great Reset, and everything they had to do for the Great Reset was they did it in Ukraine as kind of a place that they could operate from, and that's why they're so worried about it being taken down at this point.
2: Well, there's, there's some striking similarities between the actors in Ukraine and then over in Wuhan, and the different mm-hmm. foundations. Um, the foundations are different. Uh, the locations are different but what i found mm-hmm. after digging through uh, articles going all the way back to 2010 and then financial documents and emails is that they have commonalities and it brings them straight back to uh biden uh the obama state department a lot of people mm-hmm. in that state department that are now uh, in current uh office or hold current positions uh in the current administration Uh, So it's kind of frightening because, you know, three, three, four weeks ago, we were uh, we were widely informed by the media that the Russian lab story uh, was nothing more Mm -hmm. than propaganda out of the Kremlin. We saw it from Victoria Newland. Interesting, because she also gets uh, connected back to initial um, events in 2014 when uh, Ukraine was getting uh, destabilized. I mean, look, even so much so that, you know, the executive summary from Johnson and Grassley that uh, has been put out uh, begins the entire 87 page report begins on the subject of Ukraine, not just uh, Hunter Biden's dealings all across the world. Like they started with Ukraine. And, you know, in, in a nutshell, the 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 summaries that within several days, uh, within even two to three weeks of the uh, Ukraine collapsing. Devin Archer and uh, Hunter get appointed to the board of Burisma, so you you know you see this whole argument that is made that you know the stance that the Obama administration took was you know we need to uh, take a very strong anti-corruption uh, narrative on Ukraine, and then all of a sudden it gets flipped into this uh, money laundering rat hole with some of the highest powers. Uh, in Washington, filling their pockets off of it. So what, on the ground, what do you hear in regards to that?
0: I'll give you an example of that specifically. I met with Artem Sitnik in 2015, I believe, who had just been appointed to the Soros-created, it's actually an unconstitutional body called NABU, or the National Anti-Corruption Bureau in Ukraine. It's a it's a body with a, an entity with a nice sounding name, but what it does, it doesn't prevent corruption, it covers up corruption. So it was put there to stop the investigations into the Bidens, into the Clintons, and to gather the evidence and you know deep six it. So I met with Sitnik, um, you know, he gave me the song and dance and I was naive at the time as to what was happening. I came back, come to find out, he admitted several years later and there was audio tapes, I think the blaze broke this, of him, uh, essentially bragging about working with Hillary Clinton to take down Trump. So you had members of this Ukrainian government who were working actively to destroy an American administration uh, or prevent him from getting elected. Uh, Sitnik is still there. What he also did was he created the uh, infamous black ledger that they used against Paul Manafort as alleged payments he took from organized crime, and that was just a creation of his imagination. I I literally called his press secretary the morning that came out, I think I wrote an article in the Washington Times about it, and it was ignored, of course, but she told me, "Oh no, we just got that off the internet. I mean, literally, they just created it. So uh, that was used to take down Manafort. They didn't charge him with that because it it wasn't true, and they, they got him on tax issues and other things. But, uh, you know, that's an example of what we were seeing in Ukraine years ago uh, before all this went down.
2: So would I, would I be exaggerating or overreaching to say that the current environment and the, the rhetoric we're seeing coming out of the media, out of the White House, uh, mm-hmm. is that the current administration has been caught uh, with direct involvement in what is going on is just as far as the destabilization of the country. But then on top of that, that there's a very Mm -hmm. good chance based on the receipts and based on the information that the family was operating um, all the way back until 2014 with a very incriminating clear track record of positioning themselves and their uh, potential for financial gains and their cronies, mm-hmm. not only in Ukraine, in China, everywhere, in Kazakhstan, and that they were positioning themselves for a moment like March of 2020.
0: I would say that's correct. I, you know, I didn't know so much about the biolabs until years later, until uh, you know, probably 2020, uh, but, but, but there was a lot of local press that was out that we've published, I've gone back on the Wayback Machine and found some of the articles. And they were saying, you know, uh, collections of diseases breaking out in Ukraine with pop- with nodes of, you know, where they were happening, uh, experiments on Ukrainian soldiers, on Georgian soldiers. Uh, and this is all through the, what is it, Defense Threat Reduction, DFTR. Yes. Yes. This is all through yeah. their paperwork. So, um, you know, this has been going on for a long time. And... What is shocking is that the documents that just came out from the laptop show they were actually not just dealing with former Soviet pathogens, but actually developing new ones and and doing active research into new weapons.
3: One the the, you know, we we talked about this a little bit this morning. What we've seen from the media is deny, deny, deny. We went from no biolabs. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Even at the same time, while Black and Veach and all these other contractors, as well as the State Department, uh, websites have actually hosted a lot of this stuff where it tells you very blatantly what they're doing. And they mm-hmm. coded in nice language that says we're trying to prevent disease. But we went from there are no biolabs. Okay, maybe they're bio research facilities, like you mentioned, Newland. Uh, but now, even that they have admitted, okay, yeah, 100% we're funding this stuff. It's come out from the laptop and from other sources that it was our defense contractors, it was our defense uh, complex who was doing this, mm-hmm. funded by our taxpayers. Uh, And as well, in conjunction with this Biden administration, all these ridiculously corrupted, incestuous networks going through Rosemont Seneca. But the media came out and they said, "Okay, well, here's the deal. Originally, you know, they paraded Hunter Biden and said it was a you know, he's got drug problems. He has all these issues. I don't remember anything. And they're really trying to cover up, in my opinion, the fact that that's not really the story. None of the drug and hooker garbage that we've seen Uh, that the mainstream media has actually played along to even put in front of the public. That's not even the story at all. The story is that they were using his son, the sitting president was using his son as a proxy to fund all of this research. And what I think is going to come out, what it already has, is that Joe Biden is actually more likely to be implicated in, in much more serious things than Hunter.
0: Yeah. Well, there's audio tapes of Biden, and they came out, you know, I don't remember if it was before or after the election, I think some of them were before, of him talking with Poroshenko, who was the former president, corrupt as sin, you know, laundering hundreds of millions of dollars to the central bank, to offshore accounts. Uh, side story, the head of the central bank, Valeria, I forget how to pronounce her last name, she uh, ended up buying a 32 million pound flat in, in London uh, when she left the job in a hurry uh, prior to the election. So, you know, there's massive corruption going on over there. Um, but uh, there's one more story I'll give you is that there was an oligarch who was working with Poroshenko. He saw a lot of the corruption that was going on. He wrote a book about it. And he was then, atta- he started attacking the president and outing some of this corruption. And he had to flee the country. He was actually head of the equestrian team for the uh, Ukrainian Olympics. And he, f- he fled to Germany. Uh, he started feeding information to certain journalists, me included, and he was going to go testify in the impeachment trial, uh, against, uh, during, you know, for president Trump as to what was actually happening. So he was in Germany. He gets a call from the German police. They go, he goes into the station and they arrest him, uh, for, and put him in jail for like six months. So he couldn't travel to the U S uh, they actually poisoned him in prison, according to him. Um, but anyway, and that came from a Ukrainian Interpol warrant, uh, from the Ukrainian government, from this NABU I was talking about. So this is how deep they've been involved in American politics. And people need to be aware, and it's not the Ukrainian people. It's very similar to here. It's a corrupt Mm -hmm. government that's run by Soros that is, is, is doing this.
2: So you, you mentioned you've seen the, the recent emails, uh, Mm -hmm. emails, you know, Mm -hmm. when, when we were going through them, uh, there are a few things that uh, stood out to us. One, uh, almost as if they are clairvoyants uh, in 2014 and 2015, they are uh, advocating for the, the PE firm that they have, Rosemont Seneca, and then their Asian wing, uh, the Bohai Harvest, which is mm-hmm. actually uh, paired with a billion-dollar backing from the China right. Central Bank. Uh, so as far as discussions of, you know, uh, business ventures that they viewed as valuable and saying, you know, t- selling it to these uh, potential investors to really, you know, get in now. One was a company called Jumio, which Jumio mm-hmm. uh, is some form of uh, digital. It's it's essentially like a Zoom. It was, it was like a Zoom video call uh, conferencing idea or model. There's another company called uh, Smart Procure. Uh, again, you know, coincidental. But Smart Procure was a uh, inventory management or order management system for uh, government contracts, right? So uh, mm. if you're a school board looking to buy this many books and this many pens and so on, and so forth, all the way up to, you know, DOD type stuff, uh, this is that business model. This is that idea that they're trying to get investors in, which is, again, something when COVID hit uh, was very uh, lucrative, for uh anything when it was uh, involving you know states getting supplies and you know whatever they needed for the uh, the medical industry just as one example mm-hmm. and then there uh, was the third company council which council is this very um, interesting genetic testing uh, test kit structure so it's again almost as if they were future tellers right that they could say in 2014 2015 uh, you know, these are very valuable, uh, yeah, right there, uh, very valuable industries to be involved in and you should get in into them. And so you think, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe coincidence, but then you start diving into, uh, more communications in the emails and, uh, referencing, you know, the whole circle, uh, De- uh Devin Archer and Devin's in jail now for a $60 million bond fraud against the Native American mm-hmm. tribes over here, uh. And he also, for some reason, managed to uh, deflect multiple other charges. But you start getting in and, and seeing these conversations about DOD contacts. You know, their, the contractor Black and Beach, who's making billions of dollars off the federal government, actually threw down the contract uh, to mm-hmm. uh, Metabiota, Hunter's you know, firm he's a stakeholder in. So, you know, with, with that information... Uh, You know, we're aware of an investigation into Hunter, but to what degree do you think they might be, um, what what do you think the likelihood is that they charge the entire family?
0: Oh, that's the big question, because that deals not so much with the charges, but when they will, you know, remove Biden from office and when he's no longer useful. So uh, I think that's the real issue. In the charges, I mean, they control the DOJ, who's corrupt. So, you know, there may be some good prosecutors, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know who makes the, this final decision to prosecute the President of the United States or if that's even possible. But uh, I think they will use this when the time is right. When, and it's already started because you're seeing CNN and MSNBC, The Washington Post, New York Times all come out and admit what has been going on for a decade almost, finally. So that means they're preparing the ground to take the Biden crime family you know, out of existence and, and replace them with something else. So uh, my concern is really going through the election as to what they will do. This election is gonna be a disaster for them. They will lose power in a massive way and they know that. So what will they do to try to stop a free and fair election or at least election that will remove them from power because I think the odds are so overwhelming against them right now. And that's my real concern, You know, whether it's a cyber attack or whatever and then you know trying to stop what is coming in november
2: yeah and also a, a similar uh, concern of mine is that they mm-hmm. need to either spark a war somewhere or uh, send americans yes. so far down into the gutter via the uh, you know destroying the economy strategically destroying the economy uh to to make sure they can keep keep in power, stay in power.
3: Well, I mean, on that point, since, I mean, I know you have a, a wealth of information about this region. I mean, with what Russia just did mm-hmm. with the ruble, uh, mm-hmm. I s- foresee it as possible that they could very well really ramp up tensions and, and look to uh, escalate a lot of this conflict just because of what Russia did with the ruble um, and with, you know, with gold fixing it. This could absolutely devastate the dollar and the euro. I mean, what Do you see something coming out of that in uh, well, your know, future I
0: used to I used to be a bond trader on Wall Street and I wrote a book about this was a very prescient book called Currency in uh, 2011 I guess the first 2012 the first version came out um, if anybody wants to understand what's happening but from a layman's standpoint and enjoy a good thriller you can go to my website l.todwood.com and order the book but yes at some point the bond market will s- realize that the American public doesn't have the will or the ability to pay back the debt. So at that time, um, you know, there is a saying on Wall Street, interest rates are low until they're, not, until they're not. So then that will spike rates, which will really hurt the economy, along with the destruction of the reserve currency, which you're seeing right now. This was just a, 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 a something that was going to happen. Nobody knew exactly when, and it's, it's happened very quick. Uh, China and, and India and Switzerland, actually, and others, uh, even the UK has bought, you know, bonds in in Juan, and people have been preparing for this for a long time. So yes, this is happening. Uh, we are moving away from a unipolar currency in the Bretton Woods post World War II currency establishment and in financial world, and how that plays out. I mean, we're we're way down the uh, the slide, if you will to put the genie back in the bottle what Biden has done and actually what Bush and Clinton and Obama have done over the last 30 years with our debt, with our horrible finances. I'll give you a point. People talk about, you know, Russia is a, um, you know, failed state or whatever. Russia has zero debt. People don't realize that. They may have 30 billion in bonds around that number, which is nothing compared to our 30 trillion. And they have rainy day funds in the hundreds of billions of dollars. And yes, most of their economy is off gas, but they've actually been a very good financial steward of their money since the default in 98, and 08. And so that they've learned from that where we have not. And I, I'm very worried about the future financially in the country. And yes, I do think uh, we're going to suffer mightily for what Biden is doing right now. And hopefully we can win in November and, and use congressional power to stop a lot of this stuff.
2: So we're, you know, they're sitting on also about, I think, 25% of the world's gold reserves. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we've, we've watched the plays unfold where he demands payment on the natural gas through uh, r- rubles. Uh, mm-hmm. Though it has not, I, you know, I, I've heard whispers of it. I've seen a few articles on it. It has not hit the mainstream yet that he is tying the ruble to uh, gold backing because he has more enough of it, more than enough of it. And then you're watching Washington and these, you know, congressmen uh, scrambling – to try to sanction his gold holdings which to me is good luck right how do you how, how do you how do you sanction something that is historically speaking the foundation of all uh trade and the fact that it is not traceable and the fact that our current government has actually just submitted a bill on monday uh to put us on a? it's called the e-cash act I'm not even sure if you heard of it in very little places cover no. this uh it's called the e-cash act and as a wall street guy uh, I think you'd probably be pretty interested in digging into this, but it essentially digitizes uh, the the currency system, all while the U.S. Mint is trying to pull in all the coins. They're, you know, they're they're running an a, a ad campaign now for people to shake out their jars and pull it out. So, with us doing this right here domestically and and from all angles, is a strategic demolition of ourselves mm-hmm. by ourselves. Uh, what do you think the play is on Putin's part? Where do you what? How do you see him uh, walking out of this? And 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 as far as the ultimate goal of where Russia ends up once the dust is settled?
0: Russia is uh, very strong with natural resources. And I've got kind of an echo now. I don't know if, what changed, but um, so Russia is very strong with the natural resources, and they are an attractive target for the Chinese. They're not a very powerful country. They have a lot of nuclear weapons, but they're not powerful economically and they're not powerful uh, you know, socially and, and they're very powerful culturally. But what Putin has done is really depress the middle class and the entrepreneurial spirit of the Russian people. So that innovation has left the country essentially. So you're left with a lot of hydrocarbons to sell, and a lot of mouths to feed. The Chinese will take advantage of Russia over time, and there will be some kind. So look at Russia as the junior partner of China, and there will be some kind of new currency that maybe it's against a basket of commodities uh, backs it or whatever. But uh, uh, you know, I guess what I'm saying is Russia is not going to be the one of the poles. It's going to be China and the United States and maybe the EU, if that. So
2: Russia is is attempting to maintain its sovereignty while, Mm -hmm. you know, walking the line with China. Uh, They're not necessarily trying to fall into the graces of China. Because I think, um, you know, when Kazakhstan started to fall, right, and Mm -hmm. the chief uh, intelligence officer was arrested for treason for his part in the coup, ironically Mm -hmm. enough, masimov shows up in a bunch of photos of the biden family a bunch of dealings over there through rosemont seneca are happening in kazakhstan yes and as kazakhstan is falling russia offers to send in troops to help restabilize and then masimov mm-hmm. gets arrested and you start seeing those uh, dots connect so the way i see it and maybe i'm wrong is that russia understands uh that they must maintain their sovereignty and uh, independence and then they're looking at uh you know China versus America waging this war almost as if, you know, two loan sharks that, you know, screwed each other over, and that yeah. is the tension that's building now. So, my, you know, my... my well, they
0: don't trust each other, you're right. Okay, that, that was my, my, that was Not, my take, yeah. but yeah. my
2: concern is, you know, what happens if Russia and China actually start doing business together and start, you know, uh, forming a Well, they're already
0: doing that by necessity. Uh, you know, Russia has nowhere else to go, essentially. Uh, except to China, we, uh, Obama pushed him, pushed Putin to China a long time ago. But that bears huge risks for Moscow. For instance, they've leased, you know, large tracts of land in, in Siberia uh, towards Vladivostok to the Chinese, and, and they probably won't ever get those lands back. So, think the the risk for the United States is for China to absorb all these natural resources of this great Eurasian landmass, uh, which is currently mainly called Russia. So that is the risk. Uh, you know, I think the best thing that could happen for the world is to put a real American government in power and to make some kind of way of living together with Russia happen and, and, and pull them away from the Chinese. Uh, and I think that's what Trump was trying to do. And he failed. I think Putin probably hoped that would happen. And that's why he took a long time to acknowledge that Biden was president. I think he was the last world leader To actually you know recognize Biden as president and that is uh, you know I think that's the best thing that could happen for the world for that to happen
2: so from from the time you were on the ground over there until now Mm -hmm. your your take Mm -hmm. on the situation is that uh, is it going to escalate or is it settling down
0: I think there has to be a settlement Russia is uh, losing forces to some extent Uh, they You know, they have a conscript army. They put a lot of conscripts in there in the beginning They weren't well trained. They have, they, what, what Russia does is they take the money that they do have and they develop very high end weapons and then they try to sell them to fund, you know, their government along with the gas. So weapons is one of their main exports. So they built a lot of these very fancy weapons like hypersonic missiles, Iskander missiles or whatever, but they don't have a lot of them. So this is why you don't see the U.S. or the Russian Air Force in there in a big way. It's why they uh, are having to rearm and having to pull a lot of tanks out of storage. And and there's a huge corruption problem in Russia. So, uh, you know, I don't know how effective that that equipment will be. But I think both sides need an agreement and there will be an agreement. And that would be best for the United States because it would take that that tool from Biden to try to start a further conflict away from him and give us some more time to you know remove the regime from the white house
2: well i you know as far as 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 far as the relationship with the united states i don't think domestically they have any desire to have a good relationship with russia i don't think all of this warmongering and 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 drum beating is i i think the majority of it's coming from us you know you look at oh
0: i agree completely
2: you look at the complete denialism i mean play this video mr a2 you know this is someone but right right before you play this is someone newland goes back to the obama state department talking when biden gets put on the board of burisma uh starts you know there was a there was a huge conflict between the majority of the state department saying to you know, higher ops, look, there's a huge issue here. You know, we've gone in with this anti-corruption agenda, and then all of a sudden the president's son and his business partners hop in there and start raking in millions of dollars of contracts, many of them uh, subcontracts from DOD contractors. And so that's Mm -hmm. 2014. And then now Newland initially when asked at Uh, a hearing uh, regarding the biolabs, straight face denies it. So, A2, I'm not sure if you've seen this video.
1: I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons?
4: Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach.
1: I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda Last question. Um, I, I am certain that the Russians were looking at their foreign, or at their reserves as a way to buffer sanctions. Do you know how, now that we've sanctioned the central bank along with others, what, do we have an idea what percentage of their reserves are frozen or inaccessible to them?
4: Uh, virtually all of them are now frozen. You notice that the country's been under currency controls for almost two weeks now. And the whole point of putting so many of these top ten banks under sanctions is to make it impossible for them to get access to to their cash in hard currency.
3: You so. know, it just just hearing it again. I mean, I've watched this several times, and going back to what you what you both were speaking about a minute ago. I, I think there's obviously a conflict of powers going on here, but they can't afford, in the first place, to let go of this Russia bad narrative, because this going back. You know, it incorporates all of them. Well, it's not only that, but going back before the Cold War, this this was their boogeyman. The, the, this is one of the the keystones to this media monopoly that they've had on the public in convincing people and fomenting, uh, you know, support for all of these wars that no one really wants to be in, uh, like they did with 9/11, and you know, every conflict you you see that we've been involved in going back, they have to create some kind of boogeyman, and then you know rile the public up to justify them going into a conflict zone with a country who is comprised of people that really just want to live their lives and really don't care about who's Russian and who's Chinese and who's American. We we just want to live our lives. This is a war of, of countries and of these powers in the deep state. This is like you said, it's not a war of the people. And this is just another example of them trying to, you know, use that narrative which now is in trouble because they Russia came out in that UN Security Council meeting and out of the U.S., they laid some very serious accusations about the U.S. through the DOD, through these companies, now that we found out, funding this research to do harm to a lot of people. And suddenly the media is kind of, I think, you know, eating its own foot where the bad guy is, is the United States. It's it's the, uh, the the defense and intelligence apparatus here in a big way linked right to the highest levels of our government. Now, how, how do they recover from that?
0: Um. You asking me?
3: <laughs> Open question. I, I, uh, I, I had to rant a little bit.
0: Uh, so, look, I grew up in the Cold War. I think that was a much different time than now. I think something happened. I mean, there was always a military industrial complex. Eisenhower uh, you know, told us about it, uh, and it was there. And yes, they, they, they did the Gulf of Tonkin uh, incident to start the Vietnam War, uh, but the wars, since Reagan left af- office, I have come to the conclusion that we're all uh, somehow started to, as you say, to, to manufacture conflict, to sell weapons, and to make the United States weaker. I mean, I, I didn't believe that before the election, but after the election something snapped and my eyes were opened. And you know, even back to the Kennedy assassination, you can, you can look at all of this stuff and, and, and think about what the reasons were behind that and why do they happen. And we've got to I, I don't know how to do it, but we've got to take our institutions back and that is just a fact of life. And it's got to start uh, this November, hopefully, because we don't have any time after that. Uh, it's, it's got to start now and people have to get involved. So, uh, you know, thanks to Joe and people like him fighting the election fraud. I mean, that fight has to go on. You know, this is the hill to die on, frankly. Absolutely yeah liking. I mean
3: and I really just think they're trying to walk I mean it's, it's a lot of things it's not a it's a multifaceted you know situation but mm-hmm. a big part of this I really do think is that they're just trying to walk the clock out and they're trying to drive the media far 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 away from all of the evidence that's come out about the election. I mean we had a couple of years ago sure. in Antrim County, and now we've had the Gabelman mm-hmm. report and all, this, all these other things. They can't hide from this anymore. And I think they're so desperate no, they to turn the media narrative away from it so that they can get to, uh, you know, November. And they pass their deadline, the same kind of ploy that they used in the Supreme Court, where they said, oh, well, it was after the deadline, so moot point. They just want to run it out until. so they went on a te- technicality, and they don't face the the justice that the American public is going to demand of them.
0: Yeah. And like I said, what I'm worried about what's coming next. So I think there's a real danger of in the next six months as to what will happen. And I'm a big believer in rebuilding our economy. You know, I've I've built a media company. You guys are doing the same thing. And I know Joe's involved in a lot of different projects. We have to rebuild from the ground up technology, finance, media, everything. And we have to be able to exist as a community outside of what they have built for us over the last few decades
2: before we before we hop back to the laptop and some of the other mm-hmm. dirt i found i want to remind everyone that today's podcast is again sponsored by airmed care network if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road or you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight but with airmed care network you're covered for as little as $85 per year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need an air medical transport today if you use the promo code daily that is d a i l y you will receive up to a $50 e-gift card back when you sign up today. Uh, And we also recommend that you do not take the Amazon gift card, well, because Bezos doesn't need any more money, and Bezos was also mentioned in the Hunter Biden laptop as a potential financier for the Metabiota project. So back to the laptop, Uh, one of the uh, interesting segues from uh, newland is having you know ensured the department look the other way as all this money is being made by the uh, son of the vice president at the time mr producer we pull up a10 uh, this is a good uh, synopsis of the collusion that was and is taking place so this is uh this is actually from the emails from 2014 and it's a study that is eerily coincidental of you know the whole narrative of that this all started from a bat, right? And the COVID came out because someone ate a bat. Uh, evidence for retrovirus uh, and paramoxovirus, infection of multiple bat species in China. And then, Todd, can you see the last three names that are highlighted in yellow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that coincidental? MetabioTA Hunter's investment uh, is holding uh, MetabioTA EcoHealth Alliance funded by uh, NIH, Dr. Fauci. Uh, ties Mm -hmm. back to uh, other companies going uh, on with uh, bohai harvest and wuhan institute of uh, virology so it's it's an eerie coincidence that the uh, the american public is quite possibly you can take that down mr producer staring in the face the reality that the entire and then you look at the World Economic Forum jumping in on this, and and then you look at the ties between Metabiota. Metabiota won a World Economic Forum 2020 or 2021 like upcoming tech po- MedTech Pioneer Award, and then you start looking at all of these people being in bed together, and calls to question to what length, if it actually works out how we see it having you know transpired, to what length will these people uh, be willing to protect the truth from coming out? And mainly on the the case that it is treason. You know, you have uh, the royal family of Washington, D.C., or I like to call the swamp prince of Georgetown, uh, having directly been involved in funding and financing biolabs in Ukraine, in China, Mm -hmm. and one of which is the origins of what wiped out the world economy for the interest of their own personal finances and then the continued interest of, uh, of associate organizations like the World Economic Forum and World Health Organization. So what <laughs> what what happens to the American public? What happens to the world scale on the world scale if uh, the truth comes out that the powers that be that have been feeding us a narrative uh, were complicit in actually organizing this.
0: Well, what happens? Uh, we have to, you know, take our country back for whatever that looks like. Uh, let me give you another layer on the whole Ukraine thing because you've all heard of the Ukrainian Nazis or whatever. I mean, that's a Azov generic Pitar, term, right? but, yeah But there's Azov, there's Pravy sector, there's. Uh, multiple other there's OPA which is the Banderist group that uh, you know goes back to the, the Nazis fighting for Hitler and most of the Jews killed in World War II were killed in Ukraine. Most people don't know that uh, they were in Western Ukraine where uh, this you know group was this brutal group of uh, they call them Ukrainian nationalists, but they they are very much into the Ukrainian or the Nazi propaganda, and the Nazi ideology. So. That group exists. I, I've seen them. I was at a meeting in, in Kiev a few weeks ago and one of the guys walked in, 20 something years old, had the death heads on his collar. He's got the Nazi thing on his, on his wallet and he, he gives me the Nazi salute and he says, white power. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not in Kansas anymore. So th- these groups do exist. Uh, but what is fascinating is that they have infiltrated a lot of the governments in Western civilization. For instance, Christia Freeland who is the finance minister in Canada under Castro Trudeau, who was seizing bank accounts of old women who gave 20 bucks to the truckers. She is part of this Ukrainian World Congress and um, you know her grandfather was a Ukrainian Nazi. So she is Ukrainian and she was caught recently holding the flag of the OPA, which is the red and black uh, Nazi ideology flag. And this was just a few weeks ago. She was caught on film doing that at a rally. Uh, Peter Daszak of Echo Health Alliance, which is in your uh, your list there, his great grandfather or his grandfather was a Nazi. Really, Klaus Schwab, yes. his grandfather was a Nazi. So, and you see this tie in. So I feel that there's some kind of uh, ideology in the World Economic Forum of fascism or totalitarianism or whatever that they just don't care about other people and are willing to do, to answer your question, they're willing to do anything they want to get power and to control and to achieve their, I don't wanna say political goals, but whatever their what you, their agenda is called. Uh, so this is real, it exists. And one more thing, the Antifa, uh the biggest settlement of Ukrainians uh, in the US over the last several years, where Obama brought them to Seattle and Portland. And there's tens of thousands of them that were moved there. And a lot of them were in the Antifa. And if you look at the January 6th uh, tapes, there is videotape of Ukrainians on the Capitol on January 6th, speaking Ukrainian. Um, We posted that a few years ago, a few, well, almost a year ago. So this does exist. They're used as brown shirts in the U.S. And a lot of these riots were caused by these types of characters brought into the U.S. to to be the brown shirts on the ground.
3: Well, I mean, and and, uh, Klaus Schwab just... Just to mention that he uh, he brags about it. He's spoken, I believe, it was at it was at Davos and some of these World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. uh, you know, events and and other places about how yes, we were very successful at installing, you know, basically our lackeys into the administrations mm-hmm. in other countries all over the world and in Europe. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you really look into the matter, they have a really good track record of they find young individuals and maybe they were. Kind of bored into it, maybe not. They train them up. They pay for them to go to school. They get them experience mm-hmm. and throw them into you know NGOs and and these think yes. tanks, and then they install them in state departments and in governments all over the world and in, in, in intelligence agencies. And I, th- I think we're just seeing the fallout of exactly what you just described.
0: Yes, exactly. And uh, you know, the, so uh, that Ukrainian influence is much bigger. And then you associate that with them running all these info ops and everything against Trump out of Ukraine. I mean, this is all real. It's not made up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a real problem that we have to deal with. I
2: always said if you're, you know, if you're trying to bring the, the Nazi party back, right, You you kind of have to reinvent yourself because, well, no one's going to mm-hmm. listen to a Nazi. So what... What's the what's the most adequate disguise to? <laughs> Anti-Nazi. Uh, <reign>. Oh, <laughs> you're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. And so that isn't that's been, isn't that special. It is. Yeah. It it if is. Special is and a good word for what's, it. What's what's probably even yeah. more special is the is the the, the people like, "Oh, that's that's super chic now." Okay, I can get behind that. It's like, "Wait, no, you didn't see how history unfolded." Okay. So, Todd, one of the things that I am unfamiliar with the Ukraine Nazi mm-hmm. dynamic, are you saying that the uh, mm-hmm. the, the component of Ukraine that has kind of harbored uh those groups is it that after the Nuremberg trials similar to like uh chile and, and south america and, and here in the cia and nasa uh they fled there and it's kind of a stronghold of ideology well how did they end up uh, there how did they, i don't, how did I don't think they fled I,
0: th- I i think well the bandera brigades and i it's uh, i can't pronounce the, the area of Western Ukraine starts with H like Halcyon or something like that. They were fighting for the Nazis during World War II, and they were very brutal and they executed, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in that region. And then they ended up fighting against or uh, for the Soviets. At some point there was a fallout and they arrested Bandera, the Nazis did. and, And, you know, you can look into all that history, but that ideology, still exists. It wasn't imported. It, it's, it exists there and is still there. You know, some estimates, 15 to 20, 25 percent of the country are sympathetic to the ideology, and they are definitely uh, embedded in the battalions in the east, as in Azov and Pravi Sector, etc. So, and I'll give you another story. Uh, Soros, uh, I do um, you know, a lot of work in the Balkans. In, in Albania, the populist Albanian Trump, if you will, who's been trying to fight against Soros and the whole regime for three decades and against the current Soros uh, socialist government under Edi Rama. Uh, I interviewed Saleh Barisha, this uh, Trump-like figure. He's in his 70s and he's trying to come back and, and bring, you know, a, a good government into Albania again because they have a criminal kleptocracy at this point point. and he, one of the quotes he said initially When I was, you know, working with Soros as a young guy, I thought it was great. He was doing all this open society stuff. And over time, I realized that he was just projecting this. And what he was actually doing was inserting communists and other fascists into governments in the West, I found that extremely interesting because you've all seen the tapes with Soros uh, talking about his interaction with the Nazis and helping round up property. Uh, of the Jews for the Nazi regime, and I think it was a ABC reporter or CBS who asked him, "Did that bother you?" And he's like, "No, not at all." No shame. No he, shame you see, that, have you yeah, seen that yeah. video? Oh well,
2: yeah, he yeah. was completely yeah. unapologetic about he helped it. helped shake him down. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, so
3: and he was direct. You know, he was directly asked that. You know, how do you feel about that? And he was like, eh, "I did what I had to."
0: Well, I think we the, may see, in a long right, run, thought, we may realize that. I just think we may realize this ideology has come back. That's that's my only point. It's
2: new, uh, new, new, reinvented uh, Nazism, and then you mm-hmm, look at mm-hmm. the rhetoric coming out of the World Economic Forum. It's it's you know it's verbatim Nazi dialogue of for your health, for mm-hmm. your safety, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for your well-being. And so it's not. Mm-hmm. I just I just hope that people realize it before it's too late, because uh, as a finance guy, that. Before mm-hmm. I became politically involved, I was I was in finance and real estate in, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they take it off the cliff, which is, I think, pretty close, and you said your concern was uh, an economic mm-hmm. downturn, you look at the housing market, you look at the rates, mm-hmm. you look at the bond market, you look at how 08 transpired, you look at mm-hmm. uh, Dodd-Frank was this smoke-and-mirrors attempt at saying that we'll never let this happen again. In the mortgage-backed security market, and then you start looking at the commercial mortgage-backed security market, which has no um, correlation to the changes under Dodd-Frank. And you look at how collapses of the past have happened, and there have been lead-ups, right? You know, we've we've already cr- crossed the curve uh, between the two-year and the ten-year. Uh, mm-hmm. And so if you look at that in, in perspective to 08, 2006 is when that happened, when the curve inverted. And then now, you, you know, that was two years. So, you know, you know the, the mainstream pundits and economists are saying to the people, oh, well, you know, you know, we're looking at a situation similar to 06. And they did a 180 on it. I mean, they're saying the housing market was the strongest thing it had ever been two weeks ago, right? They're like, oh, you know, yeah. it's never going to happen. The, bu- the bu- You know, it's the housing has a long way to run. And I think as the, the fail safe or the uh, dead man switch that uh, this administration has uh, helped orchestrate directly is that they're readying uh, the ultimate situation that people are going to go to bed one day and wake up and they're not going to be able to recognize what has happened we're seeing it with gas prices we're seeing it with food we're mm-hmm. seeing it with interest rates we're seeing it with uh, businesses folding i uh, said i'm from new york there's a hotel that i think in 2011 they bought it for 600 million dollars and they just sold it for 325. so yeah i, I, I saw I, that I, th- I think uh there's a lot very soon to happen down the pipeline and Mainly as as uh, a bargaining chip against the reality that the first son is 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 staring uh, the first son and the first family are staring in the face uh, charges that well if you and I had uh, done those things we would uh, we would be hanging like a Christmas ornament.
3: Well, you know, I'm just and I want to I want to get your thoughts on what I'm about to say to you, Todd. Um, there's so much going on here, and I think just to make it really simple, I, I really think this is where we're at. We, we've seen so much corruption, and for the first time in history, with this laptop scandal, with the dealings in Ukraine, the COVID-19 agenda, the ideology that we d- we've we just talked about, that is the missing piece that I think most of the public has lacked in order to understand what's actually been going on because they've done such mm-hmm. a good job with this political theater. Um, I, I think really it is where we're at. We're, we're now starting to understand on a mass scale, that this kind of ideology, this Nazi, fascist, communist, whatever you want to call it, that these evil agendas and these things that do not hold our interests in mind, these are the driving forces. And this is the playbook that is being, you know, unfolded around all of us. And I really think the solution is pretty simple. We have to, as Americans and as people be, as people all over the world, we just need to be unapologetic about standing for, defending, and acting out the principles that this country was founded on and acting in the freedom of speech, choosing to honor our neighbors so long as they do not do us wrong, refusing to go along with this agenda. And I think we just need to stop submitting, frankly, to the police, to all this taxation where they're they're stealing all of the wealth, leaving us with, you know, a small fraction that's uh, that's been absolutely devalued and destroyed. Uh, as it is. And we just need to be be done with it. We're, we're so far down the rabbit hole that there's no easy way to course correct. Uh, even the revelations that are coming out from from the laptop and from the last two years, it's not even, I, I really think it's the tip of the iceberg. The the Hunter Biden scandal in Burisma and in Ukraine with Metabiota and the COVID-19 garbage, all of this is absolutely the tip of the iceberg. We are just starting to understand how deep this swamp goes, to use Trump's well, term
0: to that point, we have we've no, no one is talking about who's actually making the decisions. Biden's exactly. not making the decisions. He's definitely not, not making, making the decisions. Decision. So we need to start finding doing digging there and start holding Obama or Valerie Jared or whoever is doing this mm-hmm. account to account because that has to be done. And there has to be charges and there has to be trials. Uh, and so, uh, you know, again, I see the White House is is the disease and everything else is a symptom. And until we can get rid of that regime, you know, we, we are in major trouble. So I focus every day on trying to bring the, the news to people that they can trust and read and be aware and make good decisions about how to because we have to rebuild. The, the, you know, you talked about standing up, but we also have to unplug from their society and rebuild our own. And so they can't, you know, the, the, a year and a half ago, I unplugged from Facebook, Twitter. I'm not, I think I still have one small Google Drive account, and then I'll be done with Google completely. It took me two years to get off Google. But that is the most freeing feeling when you're not on Facebook anymore. And people need to get off these surveillance platforms. You know, stop buying from Amazon. Stop buying from Walmart. Buy from your local, you know, grocer and your farmer. I mean, rebuild the economy and stop funding these evil maniacs.
3: Amen, and I. Th- that's I think, in terms of the public side, those platforms and this technology. W- I know a lot of people who, uh, who are, have been seeing all this unfold. You mm-hmm. kind of ask yourself, like, how do people not get it? How do they? How do they yeah. see all this repeatedly, day after day, and they don't see the hypocrisy? They don't see the constant narrative shift. But, and especially the youth, we've been so culturally programmed and conditioned mm-hmm. to get those little quick fix, fixes and we think in those little news bites i mean I, I really think that people have been have been trained like in a pavlovian kind of way and mm-hmm. a little bit more sophisticated mm-hmm. not to be able to think about this the right way and i, I think if, you, if people do That's unplug and do true. exactly what you're saying I, I think the the mask will lift so much faster than than, than we've seen at any point so far
0: well th- that is the most important thing people could do today You know people say i love america you know i'll do anything for my freedom but i don't want to be inconvenienced and get off facebook i mean that's garbage you can download your file download and delete your account get all your pictures off there and get off because it's just surveillance and you're funding the beast with your data and your money so um that that is the most freeing thing you can do right now
2: todd before we wrap i have two maybe three questions one Mm -hmm. when Oh, do you think Hunter Biden gets indicted?
0: Yes. When? Soon.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, there's no reason to put a date on. it. I would honestly say it's they, in the next few weeks.
0: They can't avoid it anymore, and it's going to be a sacrificial lamb for them. They're going to dump. It's all Hunter's fault, and they're when they're going to kill Hunter, and it's all his fault, and that's it. And you think He's fine. the
2: only one. The only one that goes down.
3: I think they already would have dumped him well, if it didn't implicate Biden so much. If it didn't impl- implicate joe biden and the rest of all these idiots and and expose a lot of this web i think they already would have dumped him
0: well they have a plan that we know so we just don't know what the plan is so we have to be ready you know they're going to try to stop trump from coming in uh, again in six eight months to a year uh so uh we're in for some exciting times and you know people need to rally and and build local networks and and be ready prepare for whatever happens so you're not caught off guard and you're not the one trying, begging for food and, and building, you know, getting into their narrative of, okay, we'll give you some, you know, MREs and let you survive. You need to be able to survive on your own and your whole family for three three months at least.
2: Well, Todd, looks like we're out of time, but we always uh, we always love having you on. Appreciate it. Any time. Really question for you. You, you, you smoke yeah. cigars? You smoke cigars all ever the time. Had, ever had any the time. Have you ever? Had I have sm- not. Alrighty, I'll put you in touch with uh, Mr. John a- Adams. John Adams is actually a descendant of the original. He's a cousin of John. Oh, Adams. please do. So please I'll do put you guys in touch.
3: But we'll, Todd, we'll
0: help him sell them. We'll help him sell them on CDM too. Well, awesome. Todd,
3: if you if you uh, send me <laughs> a place to send, we'd love to send you some cigars as well.
0: Thanks. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, and, my uh, sons uh, will f- love you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, before you go, uh, remind everyone uh, where they can find you because uh, I do want to uh, push everyone. Please go support Todd. Please check out his sites. Uh, I believe these are, are the big ones. You've got cdm.press. Yes. Czarism is for Eastern European news. And then your website, L-Todd Wood, where they can get the book that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, you can get all the books on ltoddwood.com. I mean, we'll sign them for you. Uh, uh, if you want, if, for that guy who has everything and needs a gift, that's a great gift idea. But every, all the world news is on the other sites. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you, Todd. Have a good weekend. Todd, God bless you. Thank you for right. joining us again. Really appreciate it.
0: Anytime. Enjoy the show. Take care.
3: See you, Todd.
2: Well, that was that uh, was in depth, and uh, I always feel ready. like
3: I go down a rabbit hole when 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 we have Todd. There are on.
2: very few people like Todd. Todd is a, a different level of. Uh, uh, perception and intellect when it comes to what's happening around us.
3: Yeah, and if you do, if you aren't already following CD Media and czarism.com, uh, I would recommend you do that. They have a lot of content that they put out, and uh, and they do actually do a great job of having a, an unbiased approach to it. Um, so, so check them out. Uh, Todd's a, a good friend of ours, and I'm sure we will have us on again soon. But we are out of time.
2: You want to do the honors, Mr. Uh, Producer Kim? I'll, I'll leave it to you. What no, do I don't. Do? I, no, the. the, oh, okay. the, the right. throughout my Well, sheet. we're out
3: of time. So, if you like us, please go find us on Rumble. If you're on Rumble right now, go ahead and smash the Rumble button. It's the little plus sign over on the left. I believe it's on the left on every platform. But smash the Rumble button right now. Uh, give a uh, give some shout outs to uh, to Joe that his cigars are fine, that they're safe. Uh, if you want to find us live, we are live on conservative dash daily <laughs> dot on Rumble, <laughs> on DLive, Twitch, Cons- uh, CloudHub, and Frank Speech, you can find us on the audio versions, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Please go uh, go over to Apple Podcasts right now. Give us a five-star review. Uh, help us climb up in the rankings. We are aiming to reach Americans all over the country and people all over the world. Uh, we've been growing a lot really quickly, and we have a lot of awesome stuff that is going to be rolling out as well. I will also remind everyone that we do have our membership deal, uh, which is live. If you go to conservative-daily.com uh, and click to log in, it will bring you to a point where you can register and then you can select uh, one of these membership tiers. Uh, you will get massive, massive discounts on fax Blast so that you can make your voice heard with your elective representatives in Washington and in Congress. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome platform and an awesome tool to make your voice heard. Uh, so go there and support us. If you do the $10 a month option, you know, you'll know buy us a coffee uh, a couple times a week. It'll be like once a week after a, f- after a little while, because coffee will probably cost $12. Um, but the higher levels, you also get a uh, two times a year, we're going to do an event where we have all of our founder level uh, members, and we host to have a dinner. We get to hang out with you. Uh, some of the other membership levels, you'll get some backstage uh, time after the shows. Uh, with the hosts of conservative daily. Uh, so go there. Uh, it'll be a great help. We're also going to be rolling out uh, in the next day. Actually, it should be live today. You will get uh, discounts on the, on Joe's Depot as well for the conservative daily uh, merchandise. So go over to conservative daily.com and sign up for your membership today. You can follow Joe on telegram uh, at Joe Oldman, uh, t.me forward slash Joe Oldman to go right there. We're on Telegram's Conservative Daily. Joe is also on True Social and on Getter at Joel Oltman. Uh, if you need a reminder when we're going to go live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517, and we will send you a text when we are about to go live. So that is it for this edition of Conservative Daily. My name is Apollo. And I'm Jake Frejo. And believe me, everyone, we are winning. We are on the cusp of... Of uh, Well, we're on the cusp of the, the battle breaking out under the surface, but we are winning and we will win this, and it's only a matter of time before the American people get their day and those that have wronged us do as well. So we will see you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon Eastern. God tomorrow bless you all.
2: is Saturday.
3: Oh, yeah, right. I can't think of days. Never mind. We'll see you Monday at, uh, at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. God bless you all. Have an amazing weekend.